Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, everybody, welcome back to what I can only describe as the longest guest interview I've ever done. Um, but it's also probably one of the best. Um, so you met Jose in episode one. Uh, really fucked up life. You met Jose in episode two. Still a fucked up life. And then episode three came around and also a fucked up life. But I believe, Jose, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to start transitioning into learning experiences and and what you learned from this fucked up life, or are we still like five or six episodes away? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, pretty much learning experiences from, from this point on. I, I hope <laughs> if I can remember correctly. <laughs> well, they, they, listen, they, they were all learning experiences, right? Like, like I said, they, they molded you into who you are. And if you weren't who you are, you wouldn't be on this podcast. I think that's the truth. Um, well, I mean, they, they helped mold me even more to who I am. That's for sure. All right. So if, if I remember correctly, we, we left off with some, some family issues, if I remember. Um, um, I, I had left home. I went to Wyoming and then left Wyoming. We were just getting to the point to where I moved back to Kansas City, if I remember correctly. My God. Talk, talk about travel, buddy. Talk about travel. Go ahead. Con- continue. Let's, let's hear it. Drop those bombs, dude. You, this is like, honestly, like no bullshit. Your episodes, I've listened to them. Um, I, I haven't fully edited them yet, but the, the episodes I've listened to, like they're powerful. They're very, very fucking powerful. So hit us. Don't, don't hold anything back. Like I want you to be you. You're doing fantastic. So please go. All right. So when I was uh, at the last part of when I was in Wyoming, um, staying with some some people that said that they'd house me while I was uh, trying to get back on my feet, uh, I was uh, in touch with this program called uh, Warriors Ascent, and it was a uh, like a spiritual retreat for uh, veterans of PTSD. Yeah, I I know of them. Um, and their, their main base of operation is here in Kansas city. And while I was looking around, uh, I remembered that there was a culinary school here. So I, I went ahead and opted for, for this, uh, Warriors Ascent and it's a week long program. And I had like not a whole lot of money. Uh, didn't really have a uh, good enough vehicle to make the travel. Um, and they they basically helped me out. They they set me up with a and this spoiled me, I think. And I'm and I'm I hate how how it spoiled me. Um, Own that shit, dude. Just me, go ahead and say it. Own it. They they set me up 
with a uh, private jet from a uh, from a veteran volunteer. Oh yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh yeah 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 um, dude listen you you of all people on this earth right like so again i know i interject left and right but um i know people that fly on private jets regularly like very like like weekly almost um mm-hmm. but of all people that i know like you fucking deserve to fly on a private jet i mean my, they should have given you like gold laced cocktails for everything you've been through like, like i hope it was that kind of private jet but but now don't don't be embarrassed of it just own that shit like you deserve that you in a fucked up way you you earned it you earned it i appreciate that um yeah it was just me the pilot and the co-pilot whom was also the pilot's wife and he was just a, a volunteer and he flew me from wyoming there was a small, small airport in, in the city that I was staying in. And he flew me from there to uh, here in Kansas City for the program. And then um, <clears throat> apparently there was a delay in his uh, uh, coming back to get me at the end of the program. So I had to uh, stay in Kansas City for like a night or two. Uh, waiting for the oh, flight to go, go back, but then I had to slum it in commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, they still came back and got me, and then flew me back. But uh, yeah, the the program was actually pretty good. Um, the Warriors Ascent basically spent the whole week um, uh, learning different techniques and different ways to cope with uh, PTSD, uh, most of which I kind of already knew, um, and some that I didn't, obviously. Uh, by, by, I think it was day three or four, we had a, uh, a meetup with everybody to just to talk about our, our progression and everything through this program. And uh, for the longest time, I had carried this, uh, this Navy coin. It was a Navy retired coin, you know, one of the, like the, the military coins. Yeah. How, where'd you get it? Uh, I actually got it from the, oh, what's it called? The... I forgot what the military base stores were called. <laughs> the the N- uh, NEX. Yeah. Well, those are the Navy ones. There was a different one. Oh. But yeah. Um, it was at Oklahoma City. There was a, one of the, I think, Army bases out there. And I just walked in there uh, back in 2015, 2016. Yeah, 2016. <clears throat> I walked in into the the store on the military base, and there was just a, a bunch of coins laying around. And I I saw saw the Navy retired coin, and I got it, but I never really understood why until that day. Like I just carried it around with me, and uh, that day it, it clicked on why I got it, and I gave it to this uh, 
retired Navy chaplain that was there as a going through the the program as well. Um, uh, by the end of it, we all obviously went our separate ways. Everyone, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, having to reevaluate everything from the program. And like I said, it, it, like I, I basically had to stay overnight in Kansas City while I was waiting for a flight before the, the people to come back to pick me up. Went back to Wyoming, uh, started making plans to move back here to Kansas City. Uh, went drove from Wyoming to Kansas City to look for houses or apartments or whatever. Uh, met up with a friend, the high school friend actually, or childhood friend really. Um, they actually said that they would house me for a while until I get back on my feet. So stayed with them for a little bit to help me get a job at uh, one of the casinos at, well, one of the restaurants in the casino out here in Kansas City. Um, worked in the back as a, uh, as a prep cook. And while I was doing that, like the first, I got hired right on the spot. The next uh, Monday I came in, they had just moved around all their, their equipment and took away the their regular grill and added uh, single burners because they were just adding a, a, a breakfast menu for uh, the, the restaurant and for room service. So they had me, they, they asked me to make, they had like pre-frozen dough discs and they asked me to make, uh, like mold them or stretch them out into flatbread. For, for the restaurant. And so I had to do like 300 or so in one day because I had to do them all for the week because the only place that I could go to was open on or closed on Mondays. And so I had to make over 300 flatbreads in a single day for the week. And that was every single Monday. Uh, after a while, uh, I got put into a prep cook position for mornings. A night prep cook moved into mornings with me. And this was around the time where I finally got into uh, the culinary school, uh, which the night prep cook that moved to morning with me was also or had also gone to that, that uh, same culinary school, but he had already already graduated and he thought he was some big shot um he every monday apparently he would complain saying that he believes i was taking too long making the flatbreads even though i only had like a small space where i can only fit like three maybe four if i'm pushing it flatbreads on it and making it the way that they asked me to make it stretching them out to the certain measurement, make, putting them on the grill, making sure there's only one grill mark on each side, uh, and 
hell, I've got to the point to where out of all 300 or more flatbreads, I would only waste maybe five, maybe on a bad day, five. Um, I had this conveyor belt system going on with it because I had to thaw them out under the heat lamp and set them all up prior to, like, I was constantly moving. And this guy said that he believes that I was taking too long, complaining to our supervisor and everybody else in, in the, the restaurant, basically. Uh, the supervisor comes up to me saying, hey, is there anything that we could do to to make this process go faster? I said, with oh, what man. I have? I would have, I would have, I would have fucking lost it. I, I would, I would have been like, yeah, you know, you can do, see if you can keep up with me. Then, then we'll right? talk. Right? Like, it, it's easy to say that the guy is taking too long, but until you actually do it, it's it's not that easy. Um, so the supervisor comes up, the the chef, the head chef, I believe, comes up and uh, asks me if there's any way that we could uh, make this process go by faster or whatever. And I'm like, with what I have to work with, this is the best I can do. Um, one of our other coworkers, not the guy that uh, was complaining, but one of the other ones, uh, chimed in and said, uh, okay, let me give it a shot. Let's see if there's anything that we can do. Um, so he, the next Monday, he decided, or they, they decided to allow him to do the flatbreads. And uh, <laughs> let's just say it didn't go well. <laughs> Um, the best oh, way man. I can just, I'm telling you, bud, Jose, I, I desperately, I, I wish, I wish you could have had a longer stay on the ship. Like, I, I wish you and I could have gotten to know each other and gone out and port together. Like, I feel like we would have just taken over the world. Right. right. I, I love, I love this attitude. I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so, uh, the best way I can describe it is. Have you ever gotten a huge chunk out of a uh, popped tire that like was stretched out like a huge chunk about like like this, like a little bit longer than the size of your hand like maybe two sizes of your hand and it's just grill marks all over it just ugh. and no, uh, never never I I I cannot I mean I can change a tire but I prefer not to right <laughs> I, I, got, I got to admit i got to admit who i am right like all right well okay in, in, in that case in that case have you ever seen like a semi-popped tire oh like yeah pop tire on the on the on the road just from a semi yeah oh yeah i mean just just by my response to your first question like people are going to be like oh he's bougie yeah yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like what a what a pompous ass but i mean if they if they're listening if, if they listen to this so far they already know I'm a pompous ass, but go ahead. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what it looked like. It looked like a giant piece from a popped semi-tire because you had grill marks all over it. It, was, it wasn't it was even like in the round shape that a flatbread should be. Um, <laughs> and so the next day- I love this shit. I love it. <laughs> The next day, yeah, he he comes up to uh, everybody and he sees me. He says, 
I'm never doing that again. Turns to his supervisor, says, leave him alone. He's doing what the best he can with what he's got. <laughs> um, but the that that guy kept complaining. And and the biggest reason I can only think of that he was complaining is because because I had to do all those flatbreads on Monday morning or Monday throughout the day, basically. I was basically there from the time I worked and sometimes I would come in early. So I can try and get done before the the afternoon rush. So uh, he, I believe he was just complaining because he had to take care of all the normal prep stuff during Mondays because I wasn't there to help him because I was making all those fucking flat breaks. And the only thing I can think of is, yeah, you're doing all the, the normal prep stuff. I get it. But that stuff doesn't take long. All you're doing is throwing ingredients into a bucket, putting one of those uh, giant uh, uh, mixing things into it, and then uh, pouring, or like either leaving them in the bucket or pouring them into little hotel pans to be used for the day. I have to take pre frozen dough, thaw them out in a particular fashion. So they don't overthaw and they can actually stretch properly and make sure that there's only one row mark on each side. So I'm pretty sure my job was a little harder than his. <laughs> but uh, Listen, let me, uh, if I can, I want to pose a question to you, right? Because I okay. feel like, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jose. Um. God, I feel like I'm a complete fucking asshole for saying this. How, like, like, at what stage in your life are we? Like, are we? Are do we still have like a million different soap operas to go, or or can no, we no, like, no, no? We're, we're getting, we're getting to the end. We're getting to the end. Okay, because I want to, I uh, want to make sure that my my viewers are able to see the redemption. Yes, yes, we're. we're I want to make sure that they're able to see despite literally the shittiest of fucking circumstances i mean literally the shittiest that you were able to grow that you were able to say fuck you i write my own story Mm -hmm. you did did. Mm -hmm. and that's that's the fucking most powerful thing but please now listen if there's any more death if there's any more animal stories if there's any more just, just fucking gloss over it just just gloss over it just be like and then I went and had a Sunday at TGI Fridays. <laughs> right? Just, but, but no, go go do your thing. Do what you got to do. Tell the story because you and I, damn, dude, we're hitting it off. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. So in the middle of this, I was in my second term of culinary school. And one, more, or one afternoon, uh, we were going to class. And we saw all the lights were off. We go to the door. The door was locked, and there was a piece of paper on the door saying that they're shut down. Out of the blue, took no warning, no nothing. They shut down, and that uh, they apologized, and that all the student loans and everything that we paid to go to the school will be uh, will be cleared. Basically, we won't have to pay them. <clears throat> But they didn't say that we had to fill out paperwork and all this stuff to make sure it doesn't. Uh, my my scar was acting up, so 
uh, quite a bit and I was having more frequent seizures and I had to take some leave of absence from work and you know how the VA is because they asked me to get a, a letter from the doctor so I made an appointment and the closest that they could see me was like a month and a half and that was taking too long for the for my job so I got let go but I decided to Jose I said if it gets worse to not say it (laughs) no no it's actually this is the good part because I uh, I got let go of the job I uh, started driving for Uber and uh, when I because I got let go of the job that's uh, that's when I made the choice of doing a job where I don't have to report to anyone. I don't have to uh, ask anyone for permission to take a break. I, it's, it's, I was my own boss, finally. I could do what I want, I could, and, and I enjoyed it too. Um, I was uh, driving around, talking to people. Um, every once in a while, uh, they'd see, see my scar they asked me what happened so i'd tell my story and this is where where everything like what happened to be no i joined the navy (laughs) yeah yeah um i love that you and i can joke about it i do right (laughs) um so i told them about the like so many people i'd I'd tell the story i mean they asked so i tell them and uh apparently a lot of them were obviously surprised uh and at the same time, that allowed uh, other people that were struggling to tell me their story too. So I'd listen, basically be a be a ear for them, and they'd get to also see where I'm at after the shit I've been through, you know. So uh, I just kept going, and uh, just. I, I feel like like that's where where I finally was able to use my story to help people, you know, even if it was just the the people that were that I was taking to and from wherever. Uh, well, but there, let's let, let's address that since you gave me the perfect segue that I've been waiting for in these <laughs> whopping twelve minutes, um, or a little longer than that, but. What, what is your goal? What do, what do you want to do? What, what is your dream? Is it, um, business? is it working for somebody else? Is it just living your life? Is it helping people? What, there, there's no wrong answer here. What, what is your dream? What do you want to see happen with, with Jose's story? Um, I, I really want to be able, well, one, I definitely want it to be, uh, to be able to help people to especially those that have struggled to try and basically to keep their head up. There's, there's uh, always a, a uh, you know, a bright side to everything, no matter how dark the road is, you know? I, I and, think that on. I, I think, I think you deserve to, to be able to inspire with your story. Um, I mean, you literally talked for over four hours <laughs> on this story. Right. I'm telling you, brother, I'm so fucking glad that you chose 
my podcast to, to tell it on. I mean, that, that means the world to me. Um, you know, life, life isn't always sunshine and roses as you fucking demonstrably demonstrated. (laughs) It feels like if, if I were in your shoes, I would have like, I would have woken up every day, thrown the covers off and went, all right, how are you going to shit on me today? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, good God, good God. But, but the fact that you're, you're putting it out there and your, your hope is to inspire, it's to, it's to help, it's to help elicit change like that. That's not something that everybody can say, right. especially somebody that's been through even a one sixteenth of the shit that you have. If, if I would have been, like I said, I already said it. Like if I would have been through what yours, you did, I would have been like, fuck this shit. Like, like, why am I being shit on? Why does my life suck? But that's not you. You're, mm-hmm. you're out there just pushing through. You, you're doing the best you can. You're trying to inspire. You're, you want to help people. Like that deserves to be rewarded. That deserves to be seen and heard. So right. I, I appreciate it. I, I really, really, really do. I'm, I'm so glad that you're on this podcast. I'm so glad. Likewise. So am I. And I appreciate your, uh, you allowing me to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. um, dude, it was a no-brainer. It was, it was a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was. Like I said, like the last time I saw you in person, we, <clears throat> I picked you up in the in the duty van. You don't even remember it. Um, mm. And you, I mean, your your whole head was shaved. You had the the scar. It was fresh scarring and everything. And e- even then, like that's what struck me. Like even then, you weren't mad. And that's the the craziest part to me. Like even then, you said he clearly has problems. Like, I just hope he gets the help that he needs. And I'll never forget it. I know exactly the street we were on when you said that to me. And I was like, man, this, this guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, I dropped you off the ship and, and I think it was Fibs that came out and met you. But I was like, I was like, my God, I'd, I'd be looking to put him in the fucking ground. You, you never had that animosity. You never had that, that, that rancor, that, that anger and, and that's amazing like you really deserve to be fucking commended for that you really do it. it it's weird you know i mean as humans jose we're we're always a work in progress right we're always searching for the next goal and you are fighting left and right for it um but to my viewers my listeners out there if jose can go through what he can experience a brutal attack and I mean, literally a dictionary's worth full of shit. Um, so can you. I mean, he's, he's looking at me right now, just smiling and, and happy that he's here and just grateful. That says a lot. Like, like you guys can go through some tons of shit. I, I can go through tons of shit. I mean, well, maybe not me, but I'm a whiny bitch. I'll admit it. I, I will admit it. Really, I stubbed my toe. Yeah, I, now. Yeah. I, I stubbed my toe and my wife's like, would you stop whining? I'm like, but it hurts. <laughs> um, but, but Jose, I mean, you, God, it's, 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 it's inspiring. It really is. It really is. You deserve to have your story told from fucking Timbuktu all the way to, I don't know, whatever's the opposite of Timbuktu. Um, <laughs> but what, what do you have to say? What, what, what message now that we've done this for over four hours, now that we've, recorded episode after episode now that we know each other much better we're much comfortable with each other what message do you truly 
want to give to my followers, my listeners, people that are listening to this and let the guard down, right? Just don't worry about what people think about you. Just be raw, be real. Not that you haven't been, but what, what do you want people to take away from this? Well, basically, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what other people say, at the end of the day, you're the only one that can look after you. You have to follow your dreams no matter how hard it is, whether it changes, because no matter how hard you plan, that does not mean that's the, the only thing that you are, are going down, whichever road. The road can always change at a moment's notice. But you can't let any situation that you go through stop you from pursuing the life that you want. That is perfect. Um, and, and I do think like for... I would say time's sake, but I'm sure you're, you're going to be a recurring guest. Um, I mean, we're, we're literally at the four and a half, five hour mark. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that we, we hit it off the way we did and we just kept going and going and going. I mean, it seems yeah. like every time we end one of these, you're like, all right, reschedule the next episode. <laughs> and, and, and I'm glad you did. I, I, I really am. I, I think, um, you know, we, you, you deserve to have your story told. You deserve to inspire. You deserve to just let it all hang out there. So, Jose, on behalf of myself and all my listeners, I truly, truly thank you. And and this may be something that nobody has ever said to you, um, but I am so honored to have served with you in the capacity that I did. I am honored to call you a shipmate. I am glad that you were on the ship, even if it was for a fleeting moment. I am so fucking proud to be able to call you a fellow sailor. Even if you don't call yourself a sailor, I am proud of it because you embody every fucking trait that a good sailor should embody. You, you embody toughness. You embody fortitude. You embody wisdom. You embody caring, all that other stuff. That's what makes a true sailor, not his time on sea, not his time in the service. You went through what you did and you're still here trying to change people. You're still here trying to inspire people. And that's why I am so goddamn proud to call you a shipmate. So thank you. I am proud to have served next to you. I, I appreciate that so very much. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, what the uh, fuck? I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, God. This guy is normally an asshole. Where the fuck this come from? <laughs> yeah, see, well, you're learning. You're learning. Uh, but but seriously, bud, I, I really do appreciate you being on. So I want to give you the rest of your day back. Go have fun. And for all, all of my listeners, if you want to get in touch with Jose, reach out to me. I will put you in contact with him. The guy's a killer. He's, he's awesome. He's got the biggest heart, the best story. And I, I mean, I, he'll and- change life whether it's flatbreads or inspiration not at all yeah uh, i'm i'm definitely a great cook by the way <laughs> uh, i'm actually trying to be a, a personal chef on the side let's 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 do it let's let's get you there buddy all right so thank you all for listening i'm gonna hit stop so i can have a moment with jose but 
Thank you guys. This has been a long series, but it was well, well deserved and it was fantastic. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com, and pick up a copy of his best selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale. <laughs>